Welcome back to the Corona Cup Battle of the Bands. Today is April 7th. It is a Tuesday. Yes, it's a Tuesday. And it is day 15 of lockdown here in Kansas City. And today on the show, we have uh, two excellent uh, rock and roll uh, albums from two of rock's preeminent pianists. On the one hand, we have Billy Joel's Glass Houses album from 1980 taking on Elton John's double album Goodbye Yellow Brick Road from 1973. This is one of three Billy Joel albums on the bracket. It is the only entry from Elton John. Uh, so we have on the call today Emma Ross, Charles Allen, and Evan Morris. Christian Halferty will join us via write-in. Uh, so to those of us that are on the call, go forth and conquer. Opening thoughts. Yellow brick road as long as balls. Oh my gosh, I was I was laying on my bed listening balls. to it, like wait waiting for it to <laughs> end. It's just like how long does this go? <laughs> Did you ask how long are my balls? Well, I'm no, really no. concerned because you said long as balls, then you used a genitalia reference. You know, I was going to use the same reference to describe it, and then I realized that it didn't really make that much sense. I I just well, enjoy the irony there. That's all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have average length balls. You heard it here first, folks. Um, let's uh, <laughs> redirect the subject matter to these uh, <laughs> albums and away from our testicles, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> Charles, do you uh, have any other thoughts? I thought it was really, really, really long. It did certainly have some high points in it. You know, uh, Yellow Brick Road itself is a good, very good song. Um, Benny and the Jets, you know, the, the, I felt like the first, it was pretty, uh, I guess, top heavy. The, uh, yeah, the first, front loaded for sure. Yeah, the front loaded. The first half of the album is, is kind of where all the, the hits are. And then it just kind of keeps going and going and going and going. And there's just song after song after song. And I don't know. I just kind of felt like, t- t- like by the time, like, got towards the end of the album, a lot of the songs were just kind of melding together. I would agree with that. Yep. So we will get into the uh, the actual content here, I suppose. Um, we let's see. We may as well begin with uh, with the Billy Joel album here. I'm going to go ahead and read a few words from Christian, uh, who tells us this. He says, "I have a soft spot for Glass Houses. It was one of the first CDs I ever owned. I found it in the trunk of my father's car and gave it a listen, and I loved Billy Joel ever since." Um, The first side is phenomenal, although the second side goes a tad downhill. Uh, Nevertheless, it is one of Billy's most rock and roll albums. Um, So uh, so that's opening thoughts from Christian on uh, Glass Houses. Emma, give us yours. Um, So I agree with Christian that it's very, very front-loaded. All of the hits are literally back-to-back. Ending The last one that I knew on this was all for Lena, which I don't think really counts as a hit, but I've heard him do it in concert both times, so I, I knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, you May Be Right is um, obviously one of his most recognizable and, of course, goes well with the Glass Houses motif because it starts off with glass shattering. Um, yeah. Um, sometimes in fantasy I knew and I'd forgotten exactly how much I like it. Um, it's very rocking, very fun. He is, okay, I've been meaning to say this every time we've had a Billy Joel album. He is the king of like the recognizable soundbite like so many of his songs 
This one has the whoa and, you know, moving out has the heart attack, ack, 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 and so many, uh, and Piano Man has the harmonica riff, obviously. He is the king of that, and I love it about him that he has those little, like, callback sound bites. I mean, it's just a great song. Don't Ask Me Why is not one of my top tier, but it's, again, it's a fine song. It's fun. Um, the little piano breakdown in the middle that's kind of, like, dancing dance music almost is really cool i think uh still rock and roll to me is overplayed to death i'm tired of it but i still like it um all for lena is is good it's another one i'd kind of forgotten how good it was um after that yeah i got we got to the ones that i didn't know before this i don't want to be alone was was fine sleeping with the television on was fine like i i enjoyed all of them um you were the one I will be the first to admit I have a small Billy Joel crush from being such a big fan of his. And you no, know, I think we knew that. Did you? Was it obvious? Um, listening to him sing in French. That was, was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and he did it well. Like I was very impressed. Jesus. Fuck off, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he melted my heart with his French tones. It's not often that I hear a song sung in French. It was good though, and like I didn't what know Psycho Killer. <laughs> that that uh, has French in it. Does oh. it? It does, yeah. Huh. And then close to the borderline and, and through the long night were both again fine. Like I, I call all of, all of these songs fine, but I they weren't fine in that I didn't like them. It was just like you know, hey, these are these are good listeners. I didn't know them, so I didn't have any strong emotional attachment, but I genuinely enjoyed every song on this. Very good. Um, Charles, thoughts? Uh, it was definitely a lot shorter than the uh, the uh, Yellow Brick Road one, and uh, I think that really helped with just the, the listening experience. It was a lot more compact, and it was a it was a very fun album. You know, it, they're they're very like upbeat songs they're pretty like loose and whatever um i don't really have any complaints about it it was just a, a nice short like concise little album uh i don't know what i'm saying there um it was short though i mean not even comparatively short because the other one's really long but this yeah. was, was shorter than the average album yeah yeah it was, it was a it was a pretty good, but I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I think it 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 said what it had to say, and that and didn't go any further. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said for an album that doesn't overstay its welcome. For sure. Um, go ahead. I did like it. I don't. I it. I don't think it had as many as big a highs as uh, as Yellowbrick Road did, but the floor was certainly much higher. If that yeah. makes sense. No, I follow you. Um, Evan, take it away. Yeah, yeah. So I really like it. And um, this is this is weird. This matchup for me. Um, I don't know why, but I always get Billy Joel and um, El- um, Elton John. I always get them switched in my head. I don't know why. Whenever I hear the name Billy Joel, They're I'm like, similar. oh yeah, yeah. I always get oh oh yeah, like oh he's the blind pianist. And I'm like, no 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 no. That's that's Elton John. Different different guy. Different guy. But uh, Evan, reason- Evan, neither one of them are blind. 
Elton John's not Ray blind. Ray Charles is blind. Yeah. Stevie yeah. Wonder is blind. Oh, but shit. That's right. Stevie Wonder. Neither John's of these guys scared. are blind. Are you sure that Elton John isn't blind? Yes. I'm pretty damn I'm sure. positively sure really? he's not blind. He just Why wears he wear the sunglasses? sunglasses because he's a tacky man. Evan, get mm-hmm. off the wall and go watch Rocket Man, okay? Are you telling me that the sunglasses aren't because he's blind? No, he's just flamboyantly gay. <laughs> he's gay? Right, yeah. He's just gay. Well, wow, I really, I thought, I thought I knew Elton John, but I guess not. I also almost called him Elliot John. So <laughs> I knew you, Elton John. I thought I knew gay. him. Did you see the cover of the album. I, I could have sworn Elton John was blind. Did Is you he... see the cover of the album? Stevie Wonder's blind. Oh yeah, there is a rainbow on the cover. Of... Oh wait, is there? No. And he's wearing ruby slippers. Yep. Also, there's the line in that one song where he says, I'd like to go out with you, but you have to, like, check with my husband or something like that. Something huh. like that. Um, yeah. I know the line. song you're talking about. It's actually different, It, but I'll get there in a minute. It was uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know, for, uh, verbatim. Huh. Well, it was... It's, I, I've uh, learned I so much about, already, um, though. I thought I knew it, Elton John. I thought I, I knew him. Or all the girls love Alice. I don't remember which one. That one was a fun song. Mm-hmm. Um, no, for a anyway, gay guy, right, Evan? Uh, no, 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 no. All the Girls Love Alice is about lesbians. Oh shit. Um, and women that cheat on their husbands with other women. Huh. Uh, <laughs> this... That's that's what it is, yeah. Well, um, so it men who cheat on their wives with Elton, Elton John. John. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, Kevin, you were saying something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glass houses. I, I liked it. I, I liked it before I got on, before I realized that Elton John was not blind. Um, but it, it was good. It, like everyone said, the points have been made. It's front loaded. Uh, it's pretty short. It's shorter than, than one of my favorite albums, which is um, relatively recent, The Great War by Sabaton, which is a fantastic album. But I, I always thought when it first came out, I was like, wow. This is really short, and it's 38 minutes long, and this is like 34 minutes long. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, like, they say brevity is the soul of wit, and he keeps it brief, and he keeps it pretty good. I mean, like, even if he chopped off the second half of this album and made it even more brief, I'd say it's, it'd still be, like, really, really good if he chopped the second half of, half of it off. But... Um, so... Glass Houses, Billy Joel, 1980. You drop the needle, the glass shatters. It's not Steve Austin, it's Billy Joel. And you may be right, um, which is probably, I don't know, not the biggest, but one of the biggest hits on this album. Fantastic song, very funny, very witty, good good energy throughout. Um, I like it a lot. And then Sometimes a Fantasy, I really enjoy also. Um, last summer, I went on a cruise. And while I was on that cruise, there was a really dorky, weird, schmaltzy piano entertainer. Um, the first night of the cruise, he put on a uh, Billy Joel cover show called Sometimes a Fantasy because it's not the real thing. <laughs> um, anyway, it's a good song. Um, don't Ask Me Why is uh, kind of like Emma said, not stellar, but not bad. It's, def- it's probably a second or third tier hit of his for sure. And then Still Rock and Roll to Me is 
is awesome. It's very kind of feel like I'm strutting down a alley in the fifties with my collar turned up, looking like a grease ball bum, you know, looking uh, like John Travolta. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like in the seventies, not now. Yeah. That he's a yeah pre Scientology, weird pervert, John Travolta. Bald, ugly ass John Travolta. No, he has hair. It's just not real. Pre Adele Dazeem, John Travolta. Pre fanatic John Travolta, directed by Fred Durst. Pre Scarlett Johansson. Did you see that? John Travolta was in a movie last year that was directed by Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit. Incredible. He was in a movie directed by Limp Biscuit. And then, uh, and then all for Lena. Um, it's been a minute since I've listened to this album, but at the time I seemed to remember that song irritating me. Um, I listened to it again last night and I actually dug it. I, I grooved with it. Um, it was a good song. So I like all for Lena. And then let's see on side two, kind of a, as Christian pointed out, yeah, you know, it, it, uh, kind of, um, simmers out here on side two a little bit i don't want to be alone was fine um then uh sleeping with the television on got on my nerves um just didn't really feel like there was anything to it um and then okay this french shit (laughs) (laughs) with this french shit all right not listen to no cheese eating surrender monkeys anyway Listen, now, listen, listen, listen. I don't even have that big of a problem with... I have no problem with, like, foreign languages and music. And I don't even have that big of a problem with French. Um, Rod Stewart has a song called Tonight's the Night that's one of his bigger hits that has French in it. Um, But it's not him speaking French. It's his girlfriend at the time. Um, Was she French? I... I don't know. I guess I believe so. I don't know, but um, or Canadian Billy Joel singing in French. While it, it might be some kind of fantasy of Emma's, uh, really doesn't do it for me. Um, First and, of all, bite me. Second of all, what was wrong with it? <laughs> um, so what? Is, what is my problem with French uh, in this song? For yeah. one, because I don't understand it, and because it goes on too long, and it detracts from the song. Um, Rod Stewart's French is like 20 seconds at the end of the song and really doesn't make any difference. The whole song, or most of the song being in French, don't need it. Um, that said, um, Close to the Borderline uh, saved side two for me. Um, I was getting pretty pretty bored and that song came back with some good energy, and I really dug it. And then um, through the long night, I don't hardly remember any of it. So um, there we go. That's my thoughts on Glass Houses. Uh, we will move ahead now to uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, Elton John. Um, as we've established, damn thing's pretty long. Um, so Emma, I'm going to have you go ahead and uh, give us your thoughts. It is really damn long, and yes, the hits on it are very, very good. I actually, um, okay, well, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road is obviously a masterpiece. It's beautiful. Um, one of his <clears throat> ballads, I think. Um, 
Benny and the Jets, I I have to like, because otherwise they wouldn't let me be a fan of Elton John if I didn't like Benny and the Jets. Um, Candle in the Wind, I actually, um, I said actually read there, I actually prefer the live version of that song, which is one of the very few songs that I prefer the live version of. Um, I think it's on the radio more, the one where he's singing at the Sydney Opera House. Um, it's, it's just a little bit, there's no auto-tune involved. He's a little bit, his voice is lower. It's a little bit more just real and kind of raw, I think, I feel. Um, whereas this candle in the wind is very auto-tuned and it's not bad. It's just not my preference of the song from him. Um, I do realize I'm going backwards here. Funeral for a friend I didn't like at all. I thought I knew that song. Apparently I was wrong. Um... I, it just it went on way too long and i was like okay can we get to the good stuff now um this song has no title was fine i thought it was pretty um i don't remember much of it now but i did think it was pretty at the time and then yeah we got into whatever the fuck the rest of this was it wasn't all bad i don't mean to say it's all bad it just this this is like criminally front-loaded until you get to yeah. say it's all right for fighting and like I was, I was just laying in bed listening to this last night and kind of just waiting for it to be over. I'm just like, okay, Gray Seal, Jamaica Jerk Off. That is a great title, a bad song. Um, <laughs> I think you've got a lot of guy in the background going, "Oh yeah, Jamaica." Yeah. Hey. I almost said that to my Jamaican friend, but I didn't want him to take it the wrong way, so I didn't. That's <laughs> um, He'd take it as an order. <laughs> <laughs> Take off your pants and jacket, please. Um, I've seen that movie too. It was fine. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of laying there listening to song after song after song that I don't know and I don't care. And all of a sudden, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting comes on and I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Um, but that is that is it. Like, that is the one little tiny pond in the barren desert that is the album after um, this song has no title. And... I know that these songs are fantastic, but kind of like, I think I think it was Charles who said the floor was way higher on um, Glass Houses. Yeah, Billy Joel, my favorite hits of Billy Joel aren't on that album, but there is no, you know, Yellow Brick Road and Benny and the Jets and Saturday Night could cannot justify what the rest of this album is. And again, it's not bad. It's just, Jesus Christ, why did we need that much? And I love Elton John, and I'm sad this is his only entry on here, but just because of how long it is. I think that the album as a whole was done a great disservice. Tell us how you really feel. Um, Charles, uh, I have a feeling you're going to echo many of Emma's comments, uh, but I go ahead. Say. I think that's really interesting. I've been thinking about this. This album is kind of a microcosm of his of Elton John's whole career. It's like a couple of just great hits, just awesome songs where you're like, man, that's great. And then just piles and piles and piles of shit and just garbage and like, what the fuck is all this? Like, I don't even know what to do with all this. There's just so much of it. It's just, just throw it all at the wall. Elton John had so many songs he had too many songs that he needed to like go back in the editing room and go, you know what? I wrote 50 songs today. I'm only going to release 10 of them instead of <laughs> let's release all of them. Plus three more. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there's the, if the album would have been half the length, 
and he cut out 10 of the songs, I think it would have been like great. I think it would have been one of the best albums ever if he just just got rid of like a bunch of the songs because they didn't need to be there. He didn't need to tell Jamaicans to jerk off. He just didn't need to do it. <laughs> They'll do it on their own. Yeah, they don't need him to tell them to do that, okay? <laughs> who do you um, like, who does he think he is? <laughs> this is fair. Um Evan, thoughts on Elton John? Yeah, uh, so I mean ba- basically the same thing, like it it's long and um the the first like four songs are pretty good and then it's just kind of like half an hour of like jazzy piano with apparently not blind man singing and um um until you get to like your sister can't twist but twist but she can rock and roll that's pretty fun uh saturday night's all right for fighting that's pretty much fun but basically everything in between goodbye yellow brick road and your sister can't twist um i mean you could cut them all, cut it out basically except for maybe jamaica jerk off like i mean it's i mean Come on. You Wasn't got, you got sister, a... Your sister can't twist the one with the clown music. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I just like, what, like damn, I was working for like right? the first half yeah. of listening to this. And then like, I just laid on my bed and I just listened. I, I just like dicked around on my phone and listened to this. And it just kind of all like faded until I got to the, your sister can't twist. And I was like, Ooh, what's this one called? But wasn't that uh, the one that were like it started going and it was really weird and funny? I I just remember it being really energetic. I'd have to look at it, listen to it again. But um, yeah, I I was a little bit disappointed that Social Disease wasn't a Bon Jovi cover. But yeah, yeah. There's this thing called time, and it feels like every time I have you on the show, I have to explain to you a new exactly what it is and the implications thereof time is this thing how like certain events occur before other ones and strangely enough there are implications of that well you know remember when i told you that i had transcended time and space yeah i kind of forgot how linear puny human time works so I, I, I always forget it every time I come on this show. Anyway, I was a little bit disappointed that Bon Jovi's Social Disease wasn't the cover of this song, I guess. Fair. Um, yeah, there, there you go. In a sense, I suppose, Elton John and, and Bon Jovi are just uh, different uh, phases of the Hegelian dialectic that is glam rock. Um, Naturally. So that's one way to look at it. Um, so what did I think about this album? Um, all right. So I will echo what all of you said as long as hell. Um, funeral for a friend, love lies bleeding, depending on what you got. Some people call those the same song or two different songs. They run into each other in any case. Um, I, I, I like it a lot. I think it's a very cool way to open this album. Um, Funeral for a Friend is epic, and then it goes into more traditional rock and roll. But um, I also, um, apparently, Funeral for a Friend was uh, just music that Elton John wrote um, while thinking about the music he would want to be performed at his own funeral. Um, so it's it's Funeral for a Friend in the same sense that you, you, you know, you ask that wacky, grungy kid in your high school hallway, hey, who's your weed hookup? I'm asking for a friend. Um, 
this is funeral wow. music. I'm asking for a friend. Um, <laughs> that's a little bit more morbid. Then, that's very McCall. Um, Candle in the Wind is classic Elton John. Um, Benny and the Jets. I've always found that song to be overrated. Uh, it's How not bad. It's just overrated. Um, and then Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, I think, is the standout of this album. There are a few, but that's the biggest one. Definitely. Um, one of his real classics. Um, this song has no title was good. Um, kind of a witty, so almost kind of meta thing. I mean, it just intrigues you that there is a song called this song has no title. Um, so it, it piques your interest, which is clever. Um, and I don't remember anything about gray seal really Jamaica jerk off. Okay. <laughs> These two albums were so similar to me in so many ways. They're both like criminally front loaded. They mm -hmm. are both, um, have a lot of just kind of extraneous stuff later on. Um, they're both on balance, very good. And they both have one song that I hated. <laughs> on glass houses. It was the dumb French shit on goodbye. Yellow brick road. It's Jamaica jerk off. What the hell is that? Elton John, you wacky ass flamboyantly gay white Britishman. Why are you trying to sing reggae? It's not what you do. Forget about it. He can do whatever he wants, damn it. And then I've seen that movie too. That was the saving grace to me of the last little while. Um, I really like that song. I think it's clever. And it reminds me of another uh, famous pianist who is in fact blind, that being Ray Charles. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was quite a time. Um, Sweet Painted Lady was good too. And then it just kind of, you know, wandered off. Um, dirty little girl is kind of sexist. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not good. Um, no, someone grabbed that bitch by the ears, rub her down, scrub her back and turn her inside out. Cause she hadn't had a bath in years. Okay. <laughs> That's not good. Um, well, you scamp. Uh, and then all the girls love Alice was clever. It was kind of funny. Um, as I said earlier, it's about lesbians, um, which it took me a minute to clue into it um, because I, I heard Elton John refer to his husband here. And I thought, wait a minute, I didn't think he was out at this time. Um, and so I pulled out the lyric sheet and read it. And lo and behold, he's talking about lesbians. So that's interesting. Um <clears throat> Your Sister Can't Twist was fun, like Evan said, brought some needed energy back into this album, um, especially in light of how um, it had kind of started to meander. Um, it needed that, and then Saturday Night's All Right comes in, the other probably big standout hit here, definitely the like rock hit of this album. Um, it's, you know, still, um, it's still a good song. Um and then the rest of the album, just nothing stuck out to me exactly. Roy Rogers, Social Disease, Harmony, didn't none of them really did it for me. Um, I'm notoriously critical of double albums on this show, and that will remain. Um, so there. Did uh, Chris uh, have thoughts on this? Uh, no, but he does have a vote, um, and we'll go ahead and get into our votes. Um, 
So I'll begin with uh, with Christian's vote. Um, even though he didn't send any uh, extended review of it, he says uh, he's got to give his vote to Elton John here. Good Bright Yellow Brick Road is not only his best album, but a classic rock um, staple. So Christian votes for Elton John here. Um, Emma, go ahead. Although it's rather an exercise in futility. Um, okay, so every time that a Billy Joel album has come up, except for The Stranger, because that one, there was never going to be a contest for me. I have tried harder than normal to really get into the other album because I don't want to just be like, oh yeah, I'm a lock for Billy Joel every time. However, Elton didn't let me do it. <laughs> um, he just didn't. I, I think that even though, yeah, they're both front-loaded, they're both very front-loaded, Billy Joel had a lot less shit I'm, yeah, not everything that wasn't a hit on Elton's was shit, but a lot of it was. Um, and to me, none of the Billy Joel, like, again, I didn't have, like, any strong attachment to the ones I didn't know, but I didn't dislike any of them. And another thing <clears throat> that I'm just going to point out here, because there's never going to be a better time to do it, since we have them against each other, um, I love Billy Joel and Elton John, I love them both, and they're rightfully very often compared to each other. And just qualitatively, if I'm comparing one artist to the other, another thing that I have to point out about Billy Joel that gives him a point for me is he writes his own music, his own lyrics. Elton John does not. Um, so that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but it does make him slightly more impressive to me just overall. Um, so the competition of, you know, Joel versus John. But... Yeah, so it's it's got to be Glass Houses. Even if it's not my absolute favorite Billy Joel album, there's really... I have to give it to them at that point, to Glass Houses. Um, before I move on, I'm just going to say that I knew you were going to bring up the lyricist thing. I knew you were going to. Really? Because um, I didn't. Oh, yeah, 100%. As soon as you started comparing them to directly, not the albums, but the artists themselves... I knew 100% that's where you were going. And the reason I knew that is because you've gone there with me plenty of times. Um, so all I really have to say about that is that I, uh, I don't really care. Um, it is, well, that's a debate for another time. Um, <laughs> Charles thoughts vote. I well, guess. I, as much as I love the yellow book road, the song and other other songs, other all the hits on Elton John's uh, record here. I just can't bring myself to vote for an album that has a song on it that orders an entire country of people to jerk off. It like Jamaica, like honestly, it's just I, I. There's so many songs on Yellow Brick Road that I would want to vote for, but it's just filled with too many songs that I that I just can't I can't vote for it for that reason. And there's like uh glass houses is good enough that i still feel happy voting for it uh over all the crap that's on yellow brick road so i'm going glass houses fair enough evan you're up uh yeah i mean like i mean glass houses does twice as much in half the time like i'm not an expert on who writes their own lyrics and who uses some song writer's lyrics and all that, but, like, I just like Glass Houses better, and it was shorter, and I can remember the titles of more of the songs. So, yeah, I gotta go with Glass Houses there. 
Also, my girlfriend likes it. Right, right. Um, don't want to. That's the most the important factor. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, Evan, you you got to break free and think for yourself. I voted against David Bowie twice already, so you mm. you can you can survive. I mean, I am honestly doing this because I think it's better, but. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I, they're so similar in so many ways. The the men and the the particular albums. Um. And oh, you know, I okay. So, Glass Houses impressed me more than I thought it would, and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road impressed me less than I thought it would. Um, the uh, that being said, I feel that they're extremely similar. Um, I do think that um, Elton John's highs are higher, and his lows are lower. Than, than Billy Joel's here. Um, I think um, there's a lot of junk on Yellow Brick Road. But there's a lot of junk on Glass Houses, too. Um, I'll put it to you like this. Um, this is the most renowned, most respected, beloved Elton John album. Um, Glass Houses is no higher than third for Billy Joel, I think. Um, if this was The Stranger, it'd be no contest, but it isn't. Uh, and so I'm voting for Goodbye Yellow Brick Road um, because of of the, the highs are higher. Um, and there are more classics there to me and, and to employ one of Emma's metrics... Um, if I had to lose one of these albums forever, I'd lose Glass Houses. And for that reason, I vote for Elton John, um, which leaves us with a three to two win for Billy Joel's Glass Houses. Um, that is uh, quite an ordeal. I'm, I'm mildly surprised. But that being said, um, I, th- I think uh, Billy Joel's going to have a hard time uh, with, its, uh, with the second round competition. Because this album will face the winner of tomorrow's match. What is tomorrow's match? The second highest selling studio album in the history of recorded music, ACDC's Back in Black. Yikes. Taking on one of the pinnacles of British rock and roll, Led Zeppelin IV, containing the classic Stairway to Heaven. That's tomorrow. I think it's probably the most stacked first round match anywhere on the bracket. Um, and I look forward to it uh, quite a good deal. And uh, I feel that uh, Glass Houses might end up being the lamb led to slaughter in the second round. Um, <laughs> no, matter, no matter which album comes out on top. Uh, but we will see for sure. Uh, so I appreciate you guys uh, sitting in with me here today to check out... Uh, the two uh, greatest rock and roll pianists of our time. And uh, yes, Evan, they both can see. I did not uh, realize that. <laughs> I've learned so much. There's today. not enough famous blind people out there. <laughs> we need more famous blind people. Well, I just, I just find it interesting that the, um, that Stevie wonder and Ray Charles are probably the two most uh, <laughs> famous, uh, two of the most famous blind people in the world. 
Yeah. And they're both uh, musicians and they're both pianists. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you know, I was looking this up. I, I go to weird places on Wikipedia while we're recording. Stevie Wonder's okay. last name, it's Morris. We might be related. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, I, I don't think so. Um, you never know. Just, just a hunch I have there. Um, anyway, y'all, I appreciate you. And we will be back tomorrow with ACDC and Led Zeppelin. First albums on the bracket for each of them. Appreciate you uh, tuning in today, and until tomorrow, rock on, my friends.